Welcome to She Anime Podcast, where four online friends who watch way too much anime come together and talk about it. This week, we're talking about Genshin Impact. There will be some spoilers, so please listen at your own discretion. Along the way, we may be talking about mature themes and content, so if that's not for you, that's totally fine. If you're sticking around, please enjoy. friends and welcome back to she anime podcast this episode is a long time coming we're finally talking about genshin impact there will be multiple parts to this series because we can't leave keto out of this but mm-hmm. let's kind of give you a brief breakdown of what genshin impact actually is genshin impact is an open world rpg by hoyoverse the game takes place in Tevat, which is a continent with seven countries and each country is governed by a god one and one of the seven elements so you've got pyro which is fire anima which is wind cryo which is ice electro which is lightning dendro which is plant we don't really know much about dendro so no not yet (laughs) plant um hydro which is water and geo which is earth um and you start the game with two travelers who are trying to move on to their next destination as they've already done they're traveling in this world Um, But they are stopped by an unknown god. And you are then supposed to pick between the female traveler and the male traveler. And once you've picked whichever traveler you want to play as, the unknown god makes the other sibling disappear. And then you wake up on a beach in an unknown area with Paimon, a traveling companion who has been with you for the last two months. And you are supposed to be traveling through Tevat to find your sibling and figure out who the unknown god is. This is a free-to-play game with some gotcha features that do offer some pay-to-play options. So now that you have some basic understanding of what Genshin is, let's get into it. By the way, this is not a sponsored episode as much as that sounded like (laughs) it was sponsored. That was just literally a brief uh, description. This is not sponsored. Um, Though if Genshin wants to sponsor us, please. Yeah, we we spend too much money on this thing. It's way too much. Um, With me this week is our lovely Shay as Keto and Kenzie are both swamped and could not be here today. I'm Kat, and the first step to addiction is admitting you have the problem, right? (laughs) I'm Shay, and um, I will do free advertisement for Primo Gems. Okay, bye. I love that. Um, so <laughs> let's uh, let's start easy. Uh, when did you first start playing the game? How did you find out about it? And also, which sibling did you pick? We literally talked about this, like when we were playing. I think it was what Monday night. Yeah, we were. We like, actually we were talking about this. Yeah. Um, I originally found out a. About it like online I can't remember if it was like some gamers blog or if it was just like one of those targeted ads on Facebook where yeah. it was like <laughs> play this game because I remember seeing a trailer for it yeah because it wasn't out yet and so I like had marked the release date mm-hmm. on my calendar like play this game when it comes out and I like signed up for notifications and all that stuff so I started playing shortly after it had released because I think I missed the release date by like a week or something because I forgot about it <laughs> yeah um uh the fact that it was advertised as a free-to-play was what got me because I don't play video games a lot like a ton a ton so mm-hmm. 
I try not to spend like $60 a video game on it. Like when I, when I do buy a video game and I like when I watched the trailer, the fact that the graphics for the gameplay previews like looked mm-hmm. so good for a free to play game. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times you'll see games that are free to play advertised like that. Like they're just going to make it for the advertisement and then you get to the game and it ends up being like a card game or something. I hate that. Oh my gosh. I hate that so much. I hate it when it's like, look at this insane game or like any of the Atome games where like it looks like a regular Atome game, but then you get into the Atome game and it's like cards, all cards. Like there's no like dialogue or anything. You're like, oh, I was, I was promised dialogue. Right. Okay. I was promised actual interaction with my harem of men. Anyways, <laughs> um, I was stunned at the fact that it's like an open world, multi-player, uh, like role-playing game, open world. Um, I picked Lumine. <laughs> I, I, you know, I am female identifying, so I usually lean towards that because I like to put myself in the video games. Um, I've taken months long breaks a couple times and missed some essential stories uh, here and there. Um, but I always do enjoy playing Genshin and now that I have access to it again, I'll be playing a lot more and catching up on everything I missed. Their co-op platform is also chef's kiss. So fun. Yeah. Um, so I, I very distinctly remember starting this game. I started playing Genshin on November 5th, 2020. Um, I had been watching uh, Valkyrie, who is a YouTube streamer, um, for a while at this point, and she had been, in between um, playing Among Us, had been playing Genshin. Um, and I thought it was really cool and fun looking, but I just didn't have the computer for it because I thought it was a computer-only game. Um, and I really, really, really wanted to play it because Ray had Diluc. Who is voiced by Kensha Ono, and I heard his voice on sh- on her stream, and was like, "I need this character in my life." And if you guys don't know, I mean, you should know by now that Kensha Ono is like one of my favorite voice actors of all time because I talk about him all the time. Um, and then I found out that you can download the game onto your phone, and I instantly did that and played the game for twelve hours straight. Um, from there, basically, the rest is history. I did take a short three-week break during January 2021 because life was crazy busy and hectic. But as soon as I started playing again, I haven't stopped since. Um, as for which traveler I picked, I selected the main traveler, uh, the male traveler, um, Ether. Um, I've always liked uh, male protagonists uh, like when playing games more. I really couldn't give you an answer as to why probably, you know, maybe has something to do with the non-binary aspect, um, especially with Ether because he just gender envy with Ether, honestly. Um, but I just really liked his look and decided that he would be me. <clears throat> now, when you are introduced to the game, you're instantly thrown into Archon Quest. Um, which is the main storyline of the game for those who don't play Genshin. Uh, So far, we have visited Mondstadt, the city of wind, Liyue, the city of contracts, and Inazuma, the city of eternity. Which storyline has been your favorite so far, and which story are you looking forward to in the coming future? I'll start. Um, (laughs) If we are going based on how hard I cry, there are like four (laughs) quests, Um, but still, (laughs) to this moment my favorite quest is the leeway archon quest uh we are in the city of contracts and we have to solve the mystery of morax's death that's the archon aka the god of leeway um 
along the way you meet Tartaglia codename child who is the 11th uh, Fatui Harbinger the Fatui are agents of the cryo archon and are kind of the antagonists of the story um, who saved us from the Millilith who are the guards of Liwei following around child we meet Zhong Li and set about to solve the archon's death my favorite part of the whole quest besides the fact that we get to unlock literally one of my favorite boss fights that you get to fight every single week um, is the cutscene towards the end where Xiao, who is an adeptus, kind of like a minor god of Morax, who catches us as we're falling off the Jade Chamber. That's literally to this day my favorite cutscene ever, besides the one of Xiao from uh, the Lantern Rite Festival, but that's a story for a different day. Um, it's literally my favorite part, and I sob like a baby every single time we reach the end of this quest. And I should know that I sob like a baby every single time I reach the end of this because I have played it four times. So, I, I know. <laughs> um, as for the story I look forward to the most, I probably look forward um, to the Shnejnaya land of the Cryo Archon and home of the Fatui because um, it's honestly, I look seriously look forward to it just based off of the stuff that we've learned about the Fatui so far. Um, and also, if we don't get a special event at the time where we get to meet Tusser again, I will riot. Because, um, so, like, honestly, baby Tuser, baby Tuser, fucking love him. Um, Snezhnaya is supposed to be based off of Russia, and all of the regions are actually based on somewhere real um, here. So, Mondstadt, which is the first country you go to, is based, um, is supposed to be based kind of off of Germany. Liwei is supposed to be based off of China. Inazuma is based off of Japan. Uh, Sumeru is supposed to be based off of the Middle East. Natlin, according to Wikipedia, is based on um, indigenous America. We don't know too much about Natlin, though. No. We really don't know a lot about Natlin. It's one of the only regions that we don't get to hear about often in the game. So there's not much lore-wise about Natlin or the Pyro God or anything like that. So this is just all based off of what I found on Wikipedia. And then Fontaine is based off of France. Um, so what about you, Shay? What, uh, what's your favorites? Um, so I really liked, uh, anything to do with Leeway, especially when Leeway first released, cause it was like mm -hmm. the first huge release we had of Genshin. Mm -hmm. Um, because before that, all we knew was that it was Mondstadt. Mm -hmm. For a while, I thought maybe they would just expand on the world of Mo like on Mondstadt. I didn't know there were going to be different like regions and countries and stuff like that that we could explore. Um, so that being the first journey, and also I'm a big Zhongli fan. Um, <laughs> so his Archon quest was really, uh, even though it was like a lot of talking, you know, I hate the quest where you go around and talk to people a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Which is basically oh. all his quests. <laughs> it's all his quests um, is talking to people and spending money that you don't have. <laughs> um, or spending money that you have, but Zhongli doesn't. Um, <laughs> it was uh, just cool to discover just exactly like how much the developers had really put into this game. Mm -hmm. um, had the game always just been Mondstadt to explore, I probably would have dropped it after a little while. Mm -hmm. Because like, you know, I mean, you know, I don't know, you know, because you have Mondstadt at 100%. Like, had it only been Mondstadt and you got it to 100%, you would have found a way to stop playing or like I don't know oh yeah probably 
Um, but like the detail in which you can explore the different areas is so great. And Leeway is, and Zhongli's Art Conquest is definitely my favorite because it also gave you a great contrast to like the country feel of Mondstadt. Cause like mm-hmm. Mondstadt, you get that great, like, oh, we're out in the country. It's very open, but then Leeway is like a city. So mm-hmm. Um, it's also where you start to really uncover stuff about the siblings and even like, and that other elements exist. Like I clicked through the tutorial tutorial, like, <laughs> yeah. and it, it was like the introduction of the geo, um, vision as well. So that was really cool. Um, uh, I wonder when we're going to get the introduction of the dendro. That'd be I great. I'm like, I'm like, I literally earlier on stream had just been playing um with uh baiju was in the story again and he's our oh. only dendro known known dendro. Here. <laughs> he's literally our only known dendro user so yeah he's the only one that we know of and then like the stupid dendro slimes i hate them so much um yeah because no, you can only find them with pyro <laughs> don't give us dendro enemies if you're not gonna give us dendro playable characters right yeah i'm just saying and like how is chi chi a, a playable character but Baiju is not. not i know it's so <laughs> annoying uh, um, yeah but i also feel like Baiju is not from anywhere that we've been able to explore yet that's that's also yeah there's oh man i think our next episode will have to be uh lore theories because like yes. i watched a, i watched a video earlier today basically like uh talking about why we don't have dendro users and i thought it was very interesting and i'm like i'm very interested to see like if that's actually true but we won't know until we get to sumeru so anyways (laughs) now obviously we talked about baiju so there are very 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 attractive characters (laughs) in this game we could have a whole episode just on literally on all of the the attractive characters characters. (laughs) um so let's uh let's talk about our favorite characters i will uh, try to keep mine brief because i could literally go on for an entire episode just me alone talking about all the characters (laughs) um my favorite okay for record though i want the listeners to know that cat owns every single character that you that is a playable character in this game that is true i do own (laughs) every single character that is playable and i will own every single character that is playable um i obviously spend money on this game um but (laughs) anyways my favorite character if you guys don't know is basically my entire personality at this point is kuching uh hands down she is my best girl she's electro which is my favorite element she's purple which is my favorite color and she's absolutely beautiful and wonderful i just adore her so much anything kuching is a win in my book my best boys plural there are Xiao and Diluc and Child. I literally love everything about them. Um, oh, and also Ganyu. I adore her as well. I just love all the characters and hate picking favorites amongst the characters. And I <sighs> literally, like, it's so hard. I also love Dainsliff, and he's not even a playable character, but I love him. Um, same as Scaramouche. He's also not a playable character, and he's a bad guy, and I love him. Um, like I could literally go on about the characters like Hoffman, uh, Tepe, like I could literally go on. But the short answer to all of this, because I said I was keeping it brief because I have some <laughs> other paragraphs later. Um, my 
favorite character is Kuching. <laughs> so Shay, how about you? <laughs> um, I mentioned it above, but I'm a Geo Daddy simp, and I know some people think that that title has been taken away from him because of Ido, but it is not. No. No. Um, it is the OG Geo Daddy, which is Zhongli's Geo Daddy and Ido's Geo Himbo because yeah, he is man, a himbo. Man is a himbo. <laughs> like he's also, a himbo. I mean, I will lovingly also call Zhongli Peepaw. Peepaw, yes. Peepaw. Especially <laughs> when he's climbing, okay? He's making the dad noises. He's making the grandpa noises. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Literally. I'm like, your life is not that rough right now. Okay. Um, <laughs> he retired. Let him, let him, let not, him have his. <laughs> um, but Kat and I were actually playing the other day and I was calling multiple characters my husband. So Literally just, all of them. Every time. Like, I, oh, and this is my husband. And this is my husband. Um, I've decided that I have a harem when it comes to fiction. <laughs> um, Toma, though, will always have my heart. Like, I want him to wife me up. <laughs> if not, I'm going to wife him up. Um, they not only do a great job of, like, making all of the, like, characters extremely attractive, like, literally all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, literally but, all of them. <laughs> but, like, all their personalities are so fun, too. Mm-hmm. For example, I adore Child, no matter how much of a dick he is. The quest with Luther. <laughs> My heart grew three sizes the day that I played that quest. Honestly, if your heart didn't grow three sizes that day, like you're heartless. Because... And if that quest didn't make you like love child, because like before I was just annoyed with him, <laughs> like all the time. Well, other than the fact that he was Zhongli's sugar daddy, yeah, but <laughs> I've been in love with child literally since the moment he hopped down and was. Because you guys have to understand hey, girly. everybody, okay, everybody always says like, hey, girl, I never played it in English and right. I didn't play the female tri- uh, traveler. So I wouldn't have gotten hey, girly anyways, because in uh, English, it's hey, buddy uh, for the male traveler. But uh, Child's Japanese voice actor is, um, if you guys have ever watched Kuriko in um, Japanese, Kisei is the same, like, they're the same voice actor. So Kisei Ryota from um, Kuriko, our blonde himbo model, beautiful, <laughs> love him, same voice actor. So I literally was already in love with uh, Child the second he dropped down and, oh man. But also, <laughs> if you do play in English, it is the beloved Griffin Burns. Yes. Who Kat and I met. Yes. At Anime Milwaukee, and he's wonderful. Oh, he totally is. Absolutely wonderful. I love his cardboard cutout of child that he takes to every con that he goes to. <laughs> yes, every single con. And every yeah, time. he's just a wonderful voice actor to meet and mm-hmm. interact with. Mm-hmm. Um, his TikTok is unhinged, but it's unhinged. <laughs> so it's his Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's unhinged. Just uh, social media unhinged. But like, honestly, he matches child's energy so well. Yeah. <laughs> like, where does, where does child end and Griffin begin? <laughs> that, the fact that he had not played Genshin before, like, a month ago. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. Him playing Genshin is, like, the greatest thing in the entire world. If you guys follow, follow Griffin on Twitter um, and TikTok, because he literally was playing through Genshin, and it was the funniest thing ever. It's, yeah and it's so innocent and cute it's literally somebody had uh, said 
whose dad is this playing Genshin? Because that's kind of <laughs> what it's like watching him play Genshin. It's really funny. But then it's also like when he makes comments, it's like child is making comments about the game. <laughs> because <laughs> Burns doesn't really use a voice for child. It's just him. Yeah, it's 100% just him. It really is just him. Anyway. Um, but <laughs> moving on. So <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Um, one of the coolest parts of the game is the team composition because they give you all of these different elements and all of these different possibilities there's over 40 characters that are currently playable in the game i don't know exactly how many it is off the top of my head i think it's like 46 or something like that i don't i don't know 100 i just know i have them all um (laughs) but what is your main team like and what would be your dream main team so um side story when i first started playing this i was like just coming off of like watching adam play breath of the wild Mm -hmm. and breath of the wild like i and when it first came out everybody was saying how similar like everything was Mm -hmm. Uh, everybody was calling it breath of the wild just anime myself included um but i think the one thing that is unique to genshin even though like a lot of the mechanisms of the game are the same of Breath of the Wild is the fact that you can't have a team mm-hmm. and that it's, it's all elemental as well. Um, I think if they had just done like, you can have a team of like a brawler, uh, like a sorcerer and like stuff like that. I don't think it would have been as fun, but with the elements mm-hmm. added, it adds a little bit more fun, but my main team right now, and it hasn't changed in a very long time because I don't like I when I play through quests and stories, it takes me so long. So I can't spend all of my time leveling up characters. But my main time my main team right now is Shung Li is uh and Kaya, Kazua, and D Luke, although D Luke is interchangeable with whatever elements, weapon, skill I need at the time. Mm-hmm. Um <laughs> I have built Zhong Li as a DPS. Yes, you have. When I tell people that, they're like, you what? <laughs> Yes, she did build him as a DPS. I I did. Um, He's a pretty good shield as well, just naturally. That's what his abilities are. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm mostly free to play, so I don't have a ton of characters um, or the good artifacts. (laughs) But I use Kaya and Kazuha as like elemental damage, and Kaya is more of like a support DPS as well. And Diluc is my burst that I usually use. Because he is very slow on the claymore. <laughs> um, but using his elemental bursts are very useful. Um, I'd love to have a complete polearm team someday. But I do want to make sure that I have a polearm character for like every element. Because I'm very big not- about not having like any two of the same elements on my team. Mostly just because I use elemental combinations a lot. So like... I mean, I know that, like, if you were to have a mono geo team, it would be hella strong because, like, all of the geo characters increase other geo characters when they're in the same team. Mm-hmm. That's like, what I'm working on right now is a, yeah. <laughs> a geo team. It's going to be amazing and I can't wait to play it. <laughs> but, like, I'm one of those people that's like, I'll use Diluc as an elemental burst. So, I have like burned everything to the ground around my enemies. And then I use Kazua for his swirl because his swirl does a lot of damage if you use like pyro with it. Mm-hmm. 
So I, I like that kind of elemental verse, but I do know there's like advantages to having like more than one of an element on your team. I just like the variety. Yeah. Well, you're not alone. I very rarely, unless I am doing it for fun, ever have more than one uh, <laughs> element on my team. I currently have two main teams that I run around as. My true main team is my level 90 Kuching, my level 90 Xiao, my <laughs> level 90 Ganyu, and my level 90 Dilu. Um, with the four characters, I have Electro, Animal, Cryo, and Pyro, which, you know, is pretty even split. And they all do so much damage that I barely have to focus on elemental reactions anyways. So, like, I don't really care. Like, literally, I'm like, they all do damage. I love them. They're my pride and joy. Every single one of them. I adore them all to bits. And I'm always striving to make them even better. Um, my other team that I run around as lately is my uh, recently level 90 um, Ayato, my level 90 Albedo, who's been level 90 for a while, but um, he hadn't had a team yet. And I finally found a team for him. My level 90 Venti, who I have almost fully built as a DPS, which is absolutely crazy. I'm talking like he regularly hits like 15k damage now, and I love it. Um, <laughs> and then my uh, level 90 Ayaka. Um, and this team is more reliant on elemental reaction. Albedo's geo skill allows for additional geo damage um, when other characters are attacking within the area of effect. Venti's Animo Burst allows for some intense crowd control. Um, and then Ayaka and Ayato's Cryo and Hydro combination causes freezing and can do some real damage. As for my dream team, I think I kind of already have my dream team with uh, Kaching, uh, Xiao, Ganyu, and Diluc. Uh, if you guys don't know the story, Ganyu is the character that I missed during my three-week break back in January of 2021, and I'd been striving for her. I literally saved up for her um, for when she released. Like, obviously, I pulled all the other characters up till then, but I literally farmed for her. So as soon as I pulled for her, I got her to level 90, like, instantly. Um, I adore her so much. Um, the only way that I think that um, my team could possibly get any better is if we were able to get a fifth spot and I could put a healer on that team because Zhao and Diluc take a lot of damage. Um, and so I would put like somebody like Kokomi on that team or, you know, one of my one of my healers because I have plenty of them. But That's the um, one thing I'm missing. I really don't have a good healer. Yeah, because I think they have the ability to allow you to have a fifth spot because they do that with trials um yeah. where you can have a team of four and then have a fifth character for a trial character um for like special like quests and whatever so i know they have the ability to let you have five characters i just wish that they would let you have five characters because that would make my life so much better <laughs> i just need a healer you know what just make it six make it a full pokemon team <laughs> full pokemon team yes exactly there's six of them um now <clears throat> Genshin has like a 10-year plan because that's how long it will take to get all of the content released but of the content and areas that are currently avail uh, available what has been your favorite part of playing Genshin so far is there an event or something that you got to participate in that you wish would come back as I stated previously, Liwei is by far my favorite region. Like, yeah, Monset is home, but 
leeway is so vast and has so many things to explore um especially now that they have finally um opened the chasm um as for events i loved all of the events that had plot prevalent story um quests that's also a, a gripe i have is that there's a lot of events that were heavy with lore and stuff like that that if you miss the event you missed out on this lore um but like the introduction of scaramouche during um unreconciled stars back in version 1.1 i loved that event so much um the labyrinth warriors event in version 2.2 which features child in inazuma and gave us voice lines that tell us about scaramouche after the events of the inazuma archon quest but the true event that i miss and want <laughs> back <laughs> is the golden apple archipelago oh, I, yeah. I fucking hate that word so much just i don't think islands. i ever said that out loud <laughs> golden apple islands we'll just say that because that's yeah, literally that's what, what it they means, are islands. <laughs> um but it's the event from 1.6 um which was a set of mysterious islands that we got to explore and it was the first introduction of true honest mini games and um boats which we would later need for inazuma but it also gave us a closer look into several of our favorite monstat characters like if you didn't talk to any of these characters you also missed out on a lot of like key details about all of the characters and um especially the all of the stuff between like d luke and kaya and mm -hmm. um um klee and albedo um it also gave us the introduction to outfits. Um, yes. It was our first introduction to outfits because they get, had a special event um, during the event where if you collected all of these um, special conches, uh, you got to get um, a free outfit for Barbara. Um, and then it also gave us a hint at to who Alice is. She's the <laughs> author of the Tevat Travel Guide, as well as Klee's mother. And she <laughs> and it gave us a little bit more of an insight into who she actually is and kind of like her role in Klee's life and her role just as a person. Like she was able to pull off this whole ass event. And she's a freaking amazing. And she's just running around all of these areas, you know, publishing books. Um, but yeah, I wish that event would come back or something similar to that because that was such a fun event. Um, I, nothing has compared to that event at all. No, it was very unique event. It really was. And, um, and it introduced, you know, like the boats yeah. mechanism and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, it, it introduced us to a lot of stuff that we see in Inazuma, um, like, I think the only other thing that would be close to kind of would be Dragon Spine. Um, but <laughs> nobody really likes Dragon Spine. So if you like Dragon Spine, you're crazy. I, I'm absolutely crazy. That's why I have it at 100%. Um, <laughs> so, Shay, what about. See, I'll never have Monstat at 100% because I will never go into Dragon Spine. Dragon Spine and Monstat have two separate uh, um, regional uh, things. Well, then, good. Dragonspine has nothing to do with Mondstadt. <laughs> I will never have Dragonspine on 100% then. The hatred I have for Dragonspine is... <laughs> burns with a thousand suns. Anyways. 
talking about what I love. Um, I love the multiplayer platform. I've said before, um, it's one of my favorites because there's so much to do with friends. It really is. Some other games like similar to like open world stuff only like let you play like mini games or something with people, but the platform on Genshin actually allows you to do so much. Mm-hmm. I'm discovering that maybe in recent updates, they're letting us do even more than usual because for some of this like world quests and stuff, normally I wouldn't be able to do it with you there. But then like last week, I know we were playing I was, like, in a world doing quest all of together. the chasm stuff together. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel like in previous updates that like mm-hmm. didn't happen. Yeah. Um, like you had to leave every time I had to talk to somebody for a quest. Yeah. And now I just and cutscenes too. Yeah. So I the only thing I wish they would put in the multiplayer platform is sharing items. Yes. That yes. is the only thing. Because like if I have like a hundred core lapis to like give away to somebody, sure, I'll give it to you. Like I don't care. Mm-hmm. because i don't invite strangers into my world so it's not like and like the way they double everything so people aren't truly stealing your resources like <laughs> i don't see why we can't just give our resources to people either right uh, i am also so captured by the story every time we learn something new about the siblings mm-hmm. i'm like Give me more please yes. um I definitely hope to be playing it when there does, like, the siblings come to some sort of conclusion, Mm -hmm. or at least we get more answers to where we can actually theorize a little better. Like, I know there are so many theories out there, but, like, I feel like we still don't have enough solid information to truly make, like, solid theories. (laughs) Yeah. All the theories are way out there, and I'm like, "Mm, but it could be possible, too. But it also, like, is so far from what I believe to be the truth. Like, <laughs> yeah. But there's not enough solid evidence for anything to be close. But um, I hope it, like, I love Lantern, right? And it has come back a couple times. Yes, it has. I hope it continues to come back yes. because it's just a beautiful event. Mm-hmm. The way they designed it in game is also, like, it's just stunning. Mm-hmm. And I also love how, like, all the quests for it are essentially mindless and have very little to do with anything else in the main story. (laughs) Yeah. It's a nice break. Um, And it's... Because, like, sometimes the main story and any, like, story quests with characters or Archon quests can just feel so heavy. What? No, not at all. I mean, I don't cry over the story quests. (laughs) everything, Everything and everyone is doomed at all times. Mondstadt is falling <laughs> maybe that's why the golden apple islands are so uh so like we want those back because it was so light and carefree yeah it was literally like going around with clee blowing shit up like <laughs> <laughs> like what gets more carefree than that right <laughs> but like also during lantern right there's so many different playable characters that are like become the npcs in the story and like get so involved in it and I'm always delighted when my favorite playable characters get to play a role in the special events that's outside of their like story quests or the Archon quest. Yeah. Um, because like the last uh, uh, Lantern right where we got also a cooking event at the same time yes. and and then we got to actually see that Xiao actually does come when we call. 
Yeah. And you get to see more of the characters' personalities too, because mm -hmm. you don't get to see a lot of their personalities other than their like idle animation when you're actually playing them. Mm -hmm. So yeah. Yeah, I, I really hope Lantern Right continues to come back. Oh man, that'd be so fun. Ah, oh, I love Genshin. I love Genshin so much. It's so good. Oh. I can't wait. Our next episode of, of Genshin will literally just be us talking about theories because like that's going to be an update. entire episode. Um, yeah, especially it'll be after the next update for sure. But also, friends, if you play Genshin, check every week for those Primo gems. The more and more they delay this new update. I know, right? I'm getting yeah. rich over here. Exactly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, thank you guys for joining us for this week's episode this was so much fun um but sadly we are taking a break for the summer womp so womp. you know please do look out on our socials for any and all updates about future episodes um streaming will be occurring more frequently on our twitch um during the summer break um because I said I will be doing that more often, um, <laughs> uh, where um, we, aka I, play Genshin literally all the time. Hey, I'll um, probably join you on some of those. Yeah, now that you have more time, you can definitely join. Um, but we may also play some different games, who knows? Or even we might do some special bonus episodes of the podcast. Like, I don't know, maybe we'll do a One Piece episode. <clears throat> See how many people listen to the end of this episode to catch me saying we'll do a special bonus One Piece episode. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, as always, you can find any of us at Shanime Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, or you can email us at shanimepodcast at gmail.com. We're all pretty active on our social media, so you can find at least one of us at all times. Now, until next time, bye guys. Bye.